I'm going to invite Joanna to come up and lead us and help uh, facilitate our conversation for today. I also want to name um, as part of, you know, as we're gathering, um, just acknowledging that this has been an intense week um, with uh, what's been happening in Israel and Palestine. And so I just want to name that we will be praying about that later in the service. Um, but for now, we're going to go ahead and move into our conversation for the day. Yeah, come on up. Isn't it? I think it's time. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be framing first. So, oh, do you want to wait until I come finish my framing? I'll just wait. That makes sense. Okay. So, welcome, y'all. Um, as I think most of you know, last weekend... Um, close to 30 of us spent time together at St. Dorothy's Rest in Sonoma for what has become a tradition in our community of the annual Haven Retreat. It was a sweet, restorative time, I think, for most of the folks who were there. It was also a time of communal reflection and imagination about who we are as a Haven Collective in the season and what we're becoming. So after the retreat, I was processing and debriefing with some members of our Haven leadership teams. Um, and we discussed how we appreciated the conversations and the input we received, but we also know that they were limited. We, needed, we need more opportunities for more folks to share in our reflection and conversation time and give their input. And that's what we're hoping to do at least some of here today. So we won't be doing a traditional teaching, but this is connected to our bigger theme that we're considering this fall about growing in action, because part of what we're talking about is where we might actively move forward in together. And we want as many voices in the mix speaking into that collaboratively as possible. So some of you, this is gonna be review, <laughs> um, but for those of you who weren't here with us, this is your opportunity to kind of join the conversation. And also for those who are online or who might watch this later, this is an opportunity for, for folks to be caught up as well. So four years ago on the Sunday of our retreat, uh, we had had a very special ceremony. It was my ordination ceremony. I had been initially ordained by my sending church in Iowa City before leaving for Berkeley. But at the time, my sending pastors had declared that someday, once I had founded a spiritual community, my sending pastor would come and my ordination would be transferred to the community that was founded and held by them. And so that retreat four years ago was that ceremony. My mentor, Pastor A.D. Wasink, was there blessing me as I renewed my ordination vows. Uh, the whole ceremony was put on by people in this community who spoke into what we were doing and shared reflections on their experiences in Haven. And for all of us who are a part of it, beyond just me, I think, it had this air of like a mystical experience, a kind of communal commissioning. There were a lot of smiles, a lot of tears all around. AD told me later, Leah, I've never been a part of an ordination like that before. It felt like your whole church was being ordained. I think she was right. Well, right before I had come in for that ceremony, I'd been praying in a space by myself, and I felt like I had this powerful prayer moment. Because up until that point, I had long talked about beginning this community through the metaphor of childbirth. 
Haven was like my longest pregnancy, totaling 13 years of gestation, I would say. 13 years had passed from the time that I first sensed someday Jason and I might start a spiritual community, me assuming at the time that he would be the pastor, but that's another story, um, to 13 years later when we actually moved to Berkeley and began the project. And then the community came to life, and I jokingly for a season called Haven, the Haven Project, like my fourth baby. Getting back to that retreat four years ago, there I was on ordination morning, and I felt like the Spirit spoke to me, Leah, this church isn't your baby. It's not a baby church anymore. It's becoming its own thing. Yes, it still needs parenting, but in a different way. Haven had become like child church. Well, I've been thinking about that recently as I was looking ahead to our more recent retreat because we're definitely a ways out from that experience four years ago. This is a different season, one that honestly feels angstier than things felt in 2019. We've been through a pandemic. Like many spiritual communities, we've been challenged to find our footing on the other side of 2020. I know we're not the only community that has felt that. We've experienced turnover leadership losses, folks moving away, folks staying connected in some way, but perhaps changing how they relate to Haven. And at times it's felt confusing, challenging, maybe even discouraging, but also there've been moments of discovery and sweetness and joy and encouragement all in the mix too. And maybe that's par for the course. As I was reflecting recently and looking back to that sacred experience four years ago, I felt the Spirit's presence again as I mused, yeah, perhaps Haven is in a new stage. We have reached adolescence. No longer a fetus community or an infant or a young child. I think like most of my biological children, we've entered this new metaphorical phase of our community's development. Adolescence with all its angst, as well as the opportunity for discovery and freedom. As I'm experiencing myself as a parent of teens and tweens, adolescence is in large part a season of identity development. Its core questions are questions of identity. Who am I as a person? Who am I both connected to my origin, connected to my family, but also distinct from them? What kind of a person am I becoming? And where do I want that to take me? Some of you were with us a couple weeks ago as I started a new teaching series connected to our third priority for this year, Growing in Action. And in that teaching, we looked at a couple of very brief parables that seem to work together to provoke a similar response. I'm just going to read the second one. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Now, as I named in the teaching, this parable is often interpreted as a simple allegory. Were the merchant, Jesus or God or the church is the pearl. And when we find it, it costs us everything. But a couple weeks ago, we explored how a deeper look into the story and how it would have rung in its original context invites us to take a more nuanced view. Rather than a straight allegory, this story, along with the other parable before it, seems to invite us to find the kingdom of God 
in the process of discovery. What I was pitching was maybe the kingdom is not the pearl, nor the person looking for it. It's the process of discovering what's most prized and then reorienting around that thing. That reorientation might include divestment from what we held on to in order to secure the thing we realize we long for. It might include pivoting from things that we thought we wanted to the thing we now know matters to us most, like a merchant searching for many pearls he could sell to securing one pearl he could possess for himself. This kingdom process might even involve a change of identity. The merchant sells all his merchandise and is no longer a merchant, but simply the possessor of a very valuable pearl. As I positioned then, as I posited then, perhaps the loving, vibrant, expansive activity of God that Matthew calls the kingdom of heaven is present when we find the thing our heart is most moved by, the thing we'd be willing to go all in for, and in some way, meaningfully, we do that. We allow our identity to be reshaped as a result of uncovering our true passion. Perhaps this parable is asking each of us individually and collectively to consider what is it you really value? What's most worthwhile to you? What is your treasure? What is your pearl? And what are you willing to do for that? Last weekend at the retreat, we considered how God might be inviting adolescent haven to ask these kinds of questions on behalf of this community that we're connected to. And this morning, we're inviting all of you to do the same thing. So Joanna's going to come help facilitate this conversation as she did this past weekend. Ooh. Yes. So why don't you introduce what we're going to do next? Oh, you awesome. can take oh this okay. My pleasure. Hey, everyone. Welcome. I love it. Interactive service. This is going to be great. Um, so what we're going to do uh, for the next 10 minutes, we're going to have a time of reflection. We have a little series of questions for y'all. Um, and you can journal. You can write about these questions if that's how you like to process. We're going to have paper on the tables in the back. Um, there's some lovely markers back there. You could draw a picture. You could also grab these questions and go for a walk or sit and, and think about them and reflect on them. Really, it's a choose your own adventure situation. So we're gonna have 10 minutes for you to just engage with these questions. And then we're gonna coalesce, we're gonna sync up into little small groups and we're gonna have another 10 minutes to discuss your reflections on these questions. Um, and I'll go ahead, Luca, if you could put up the intention. So just to prep everybody, when we are together discussing, we want to remember our community intentions. All are welcome who support the belonging of others. In discussion, take a couple of beats. So just like make space for others. Remember that we are all learning. Share courageously and responsibly. Offer grace freely. Stay curious and listen well. And of course, confidentiality provides safety. So things to think about. Um, awesome. So it looks like you guys are getting the questions. Um, we're going to have 10 minutes to reflect on these. What drew you to Haven initially? What needs does Haven meet for you? 
Are there other unmet needs you're looking for in a spiritual community? Uh, what do you think draws others to Haven and keeps them coming back? When you imagine the Haven community growing, who do you see in the room with you? What type of person would feel at home at Haven? How would you describe them? What types of activities or ministries are they engaged with at Haven? So we have a little, little imagination, reflection on your personal experience and then kind of imagination about the future. Cool. So, And I just one other thing to note. I know a number of us have already done this, but um, we, so we're inviting you to do it again, um, but also to maybe find some new conversation partners. So as we, as we gather in small groups, maybe for those of you who are at the retreat, look to gather with some folks maybe that weren't in your conversation group at the retreat. Yeah, and everything is so, our conversations were so quick last time. Mm -hmm. This is really an opportunity. If you were at the retreat and had to have this conversation, this is an opportunity to spend a little bit more time reflecting new, you know, more time conversing, new folks to converse with. So very exciting all around. Yeah. Okay, are we ready? We do it? Okay, I'm set. Okay, 10 minutes, go.
Dear mother, dear savior, dear father, dear brother, dear holy other, dear sibling, dear baby, dear patiently waiting, dear sad and confused, dear stuck and abused, dear end of your rope, dear worn out and broke, dear go it alone, dear running from home, dear righteously angry, forsaken by family, dear jaded and quiet, dear tough and defiant, I pray that I'm hurt, and I pray that this works. been used as a sword against you and your heart against you and your word I pray that this prayer is a plowshare of sorts that it might break you open it might help you grow I pray that your body gets all that it needs and if you don't want healing I just pray for peace I pray that your burden gets lighter each day I pray the mean voice in your head goes away I pray you can honor the grief as it comes I pray you can feel all the life in your lungs I pray that if you go all day being brave that you can go home go to bed feeling safe I pray you're forgiven I pray you forgive, I pray you set boundaries and openly live, I pray that you feel you are worth never leaving, I pray that you know I will always believe you, I pray that you're heard, and I that this work. Oh, I pray if a prayer has been used as a sword against you and your heart, against you and your word, I pray that this prayer is a plowshare of sorts, that it might break you open, it might help you grow. I pray that your body gets all that it needs, and if you don't want healing, I just pray for peace. I pray that your burden gets lighter each day. I pray the mean voice in your head goes away. I pray that you honor the grief as it comes. I pray you can feel all the life in your lungs. I pray that if you go all day being brave, that you can go home, go to bed feeling safe. I pray you're forgiven. I pray you forgive. I pray you set boundaries and openly live. I pray that you feel you are worth never leaving. I pray that you know I will always believe you. I pray that you're And I pray 
this works. Amen. On behalf of the last and the least, on behalf of the anxious, depressed, and unseen, amen. For the workers, the hungry, the houseless, amen. For the lonely and recently spouseless, amen. For the queers and their closeted peers, amen. For the bullied who hold in their tears, amen. For the mothers of little black sons, amen. For the kids who grow up scared of guns, amen. For the addicts, the shamed and hungover, amen. For the calloused, the wise and the sober, amen. For the ones who want life to be over, amen. For the leaders who lose their composure, amen. For the parents who just lost their baby, amen. For the chronically ill and disabled, amen. For the children down at the border, amen. For the victims of our law and order. That you're hurt, and I pray that this works. I pray if a prayer has been used as a sword against you and your heart, against you and your word. I pray that this prayer is a plowshare of sorts. Amen. So we're going to move into one more time of reflection um, and another little exercise for you. Because the parable of the pearl implies that the kingdom of God is present not just as we discover what we truly value, but also as we take meaningful action to take hold of it. We're in the midst of this series of conversations this fall about taking action. So today we want to end our time together moving in that direction, considering meaningful action that each of us can take, as well as actions we might collectively take so we can all move haven the adolescent towards maturity. We can move towards securing our collective pearl. Thanks for that intro, Leah. Okay, so our next exercise centered around taking action. We're gonna spend five minutes, another five minutes in reflection. It's going to hand out some cards that have different colors. So the blue cards, we would love you to put, um, how would you define Haven's Pearl or the core essentials of Haven? And what action items would you recommend in pursuit of that? So the blue card is Haven's Pearl and core essentials and actions in pursuit of that. Um, and this card you're going to turn in uh, like during communion, so after the service. The purple cards, you're also gonna turn these in. Um, and on these, we'd love you to share some action items for engaging others in this conversation. So this uh, 
service today we're doing we're having these discussions together so this is one way that we were like oh after the retreat let's include more people in the conversation so we want you to think about some more ways that we might engage folks in our community who aren't here today and then the final card the green card this is for yourself this is for you to keep um, and this is where you can list some personal action items or takeaways uh, in response to this conversation so blue blue and purple cards you'll put in the basket or on the communion table at the end green cards you'll take home with you and the um, reminders of what they each mean are there on the screen and also um, you're welcome to put your name on the ones you um, turn in or to leave them anonymous it's up to you if you put your name on you know we might if you want us to be able to follow up with you about any of them, that's fine, but you don't have to. It's up to you. Oh, thank you. So, yeah. So five minutes, and then we'll reconvene in our groups for 10 minutes of discussion. All right, starting now.
have about one minute left. minutes of reflection are up go ahead and get back in your groups and we're going to have 10 minutes to discuss uh what you're just working on and again if we could have someone be a timekeeper in the group to make sure you get to hear from everyone that would be wonderful all right um, so I'm setting yeah if you would like to share some thoughts please come up everyone's afraid um you can also shout and I can repeat the words you're saying. That's another, yeah. Okay, um, ooh, okay, so this is about engaging and this is about actually engaging with the broader community outside of Haven. So letting the community surrounding the actual church, so our lo location like here at Washington Elementary, um, surrounding the actual church, uh, helping them to uh, know that we exist, to know about us. So maybe periodically or quarterly, um, doing mailings, uh, like postcards, um, being sent out in like a, a certain mile radius, that that could uh, be good for folks to know that Haven exists. I love that idea. Okay, what, cards, anyone else? I'll come to you, I'm nimble. Ooh, yes, okay, so here we have another one about um, loving the group engagement and Sunday discussions, like we've been doing all morning. Um, you know, it was tough, like growing up being, being lectured at and talked at, you know, made this person feel small um, and like they're already in trouble for things they haven't even done. Um, so having this chance to engage in conversation about the teaching uh, makes them feel more connected and active in what they're learning and why it's actually important and relevant. So it seems like this is a power, and I feel this too, of like having discussion, it's like a big distinctive that kind of distinguishes Haven from other churches. Let's continue that, let's do more of that. So mine were more, can you all hear me? Yeah. Cool. So mine were more um, internal, uh, like community deepening, I think. Um, I'd love to see just the regular social drop-in space. I feel like for our size, it would be nice just to have like a regular Zoom where people could just drop in say hi, connect, get to know each other a little bit more deeply. Um, if at least, you know, on a, on a more factual basis, like introduce like, hey, this is what my life is about. Um, I'd love to see, especially in light of um, what just broke out um, in the past week, um, uh, an actual collective morning and prayer group here. Um, and use it as an opportunity to, to yes, mourn and, and pray, but also unpack our own personal relationships with all of these issues. 
Um, I know those conversations get messy, but I feel like this is the kind of community that can actually hold that kind of space and cultivate that kind of space. Uh, I know I've been talking um, to folks about founding a mysticism group and I've been looking for an in-person venue, but I think we'll just do it over Zoom. So I'm just gonna pull the trigger on that. Um, and then I'd love to see uh, a centralized effort and I'm willing to volunteer to help with this um, to maintain a list that connects people to resources like an asks and offers list. Um, I'd love to just get to know people better um, and, and help out with that. So those are mine. Thank you, Jenny. Any, any other cards? Anyone else want to come read their card? Okay. So let's see, ooh, praying, we'll go like a minute over, praying slash prayer walking, ooh, I definitely, I prayer walked in my college days, oh, I'm into that, um, Muslim slash Christian slash Jewish dialogue group, do we still have that? I don't think we do have that, but we did a couple years ago, we met with, there was a lovely Muslim group. Oh, I love that. Um, Okay, this a joint event or partnership with a Christian group on UC Berkeley campus to infuse new energy in Haven and help students far from home. That feels very aligned with Haven, you know, helping uh, people finding their identity, LGBTQ plus, you know, that and just loving on people. So that's really beautiful. Um, ooh, I like this. Uh, uh, Haven Bay Area, LGBTQIA+, safe, there's a big circle around that, spiritual community plus family of all ages. What a pearl, what a little picture of a pearl here. These are beautiful, thank you all. Um, yeah, we're gonna continue this conversation in other ways at other times, but now we'll do communion and pray for Palestine and Israel. Thank you everyone for engaging this morning. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And uh, thank you for, to those who are online. Hopefully it worked. There was an online version um, where people could submit their cards that way. If you have your cards during communion, you'll be invited. There's a basket there. You're welcome to put them there. Um, 